This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. <laughs> Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. <laughs> Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. You've got myself, Omer, joined by my regular co-host, Mickey, you alright? Yes mate, yes mate, all good, you? Not too bad, thank you mate. I've, I'm hopefully these guys ain't sick of our voices yet, because you've just got me and you again today. You're, uh, you're, how are you feeling after Tuesday night, mate? or oh, Wednesday night should I say, obviously the Burnley game, obviously a 2-0 defeat there, if anyone's been living under a rock. Uh, did you catch some of the game, mate? Well, I was obviously in my girl swims, so... I sort of was catching it across um, the stream feed was um, the Carabao Cup feed was dreadful um, for me anyway. I, I think it was all right for others, but for me, where I was, it was horrible. But um, I don't know, I seemed to be able to get YouTube um, and I was watching various people doing live um, live feeds, live watch along um, by three or four different people to be fair um and let's just say they were a um a very interesting um and eye-opening watch <laughs> i see um we'll say less about that i think the better probably in that case uh but yeah obviously a 2-0 defeat yesterday uh i mean do you know what i think a lot of people in the second half were a bit critical to be fair we probably were outclassed in the end because obviously a Premier League side coming down even though they made five or six changes. You've still got the likes of Chris Wood playing, who was an early sub. 
uh, with Rodriguez going off injured. You know, you've, you've got players out there, Josh Brownhill, who scored an outrageous goal in the first half. What did you think of that one? Oh, that was that was a superb goal, wasn't it? Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean that was that was that was just a, a class shot. He saw the opportunity, got it, and he just literally ran with it, didn't he? Um, and it just hit it sweet. There is no way in a million years. Yeah, was ever going to stop that. That's it, mate. I mean, like, I thought um, you know what? For all the tea in China, mate, we weren't going to stop that. For the positivity of it, I mean, the first half we was good. I mean, I, I felt like we was on top for the first half hour anyway. It was a different sort of team. You know, we went for four-two-three-one. Obviously, something a different formation for the first time we've seen this season. Cooper got to sit out of a game for once. I think he's missed the cup game before. I think it's the league where he's got the little run of games going, where he's like 120 games now or something silly. Um, but obviously, it was four at the back. Ferguson left back. Uh, I think it was Murray Wallace and Sean Hutchinson in the central defence. Romeo carried on the right. And then you've got two holding midfielders in Williams and Thompson, who, I mean, I feel like they struggled to get the better of Brownhill and Benson for Burnley. But together, they still kind of caused a nuisance, especially in the first half. I felt like we was, you know, grabbing hold of the game a little bit more. Um, further up the field, you had Bodvart on the left, who personally impressed myself. I felt like he was sharp um, compared to what he's normally offered us recently. I think he was lively at least and that's all you can really ask for I suppose in that position on the right you've got Mahoney and then obviously up front you had Smith with uh, Troy Parrott just behind him mate which is a bit of a sour point obviously Parrott only lasted 45 minutes and he looks like he's picked another knockup, Mickey yeah I just I I mean if you looked across social media last night everyone was slating the poor kid um, I think he probably wasn't match fit um, and he's run out there and you know, Burnley probably knew he weren't going to be match fit and sort of jumped on him a bit. But he just didn't seem to have what you'd expect him to have, did he? he, he and then when he took that knock, um, he was he just become really laboured. But good luck to the lad. He was still giving it, though, wasn't he? He was still trying, um, even though, you know, he just weren't being able to go anywhere. I think it's David's guy. It's probably not the greatest one in the middle shirt. I mean... I obviously won't be critical of him either. Obviously, you could tell he was a bit off the pace, so to speak. But obviously, yesterday was a chance for him to get some minutes in the bank. I don't think it's gone to plan. Rowitz obviously wouldn't be impressed because obviously he's picked up another knock. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. But I think the signs are it could be a bad one, but we'll have to see about that one. Uh, but yeah, I think I feel like the criticism online, I didn't see too much. I felt like I saw a lot of people saying, stop criticising him. But I didn't see too much of it, to be honest. I think it was more so... I think there's a lot of hype, obviously, about him when he first joined. He scored a couple of goals in pre-season. And obviously, the bar was set high, in a sense, even though it's only pre-season goals and he's only started three games in his career or whatever for professional football. But, I mean, there's plenty more to come from him. Season's still long, so I'm sure he'll come back in good time. Uh, I thought Matt Smith done a right up front as well, mate. I think, you know, first half, we played it. We played to him. We was getting the ball in and around Burnley. I think... We didn't really have a clear-cut opportunity, though. Bud Farton had a good shot uh, in the first half, say, by Peacock Farrell. But aside from that, mate, it was a bit of a nothingness, which is obviously a shame. Second half was all Burnley, and they probably deserved a 2-0 win in the end, would you say? Yeah, I think, you know, until that first goal, which obviously, I think it was a mistake from Parrott as well, wasn't it? Um, where, you know, they got the ball and took the shot. But I think that first goal just suddenly gave them the confidence what they needed and, and from that moment on you sort of saw the class of of a team what plays in the Premiership compared to the Championship we just we couldn't really get in there no, I agree I think uh, talk was the other day anyway that Malumbi could be potentially coming back I think it was the Irish Independent that leaked it online mate um, 
I looked at Thompson and Williams yesterday and felt like when Woods came in, it was a bit obviously he offers what he offers. I think Woods probably ahead of Williams in the pecking order. The position next to uh, Woods is still up for debate. You've got Thompson and Leonard debate, uh, kind of vying for it. Not to criticise Thompson, but I don't feel like he put a performance in that Leonard did, for example, in the last cup game when he scored a goal and earned the start on Saturday against Rotherham. I think Thompson, we did say earlier um, when we was previewing the season, but he didn't really grab any headlines yesterday. He didn't do anything wrong per se, but the game kind of missed him by, I felt like. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, what, you know, obviously, because of dodgy connections and everything else, where the swimming is, I mean, I didn't see it all. I've read loads of bits and pieces, but it seems to be the general consensus that, um, people just don't think, you know, Thompson was necessarily there that, you know, in, in what we're used to him. Um, but I just think, you know, I just think the whole, you know, the tempo, what Burnley started bringing the ball to us and, and, and bringing the game up and up. I just think, you know, everything was going on. The players are just knackered. I just don't think they, you know, they had the, I don't know, I just don't think they had the passion to, to really throw it all out. I think it was a good enough game, but I just think they were slightly outclassed. I think, you know, first half, definitely. I think second half, all the players were slightly, you know, caught out of it. We huffed and puffed, which is all you can ask for in our sort of side. You know, they don't give up. They do try. I mean, no, I quite no. like I quite like the 4-2-3-1, personally. I weren't against it. And I quite like the idea that he mixed it up a little bit. And we tried to play further up the field and get into him. And the first 20 or 30 minutes, I definitely saw that. The game went on, and obviously, like I said, Burnley kind of dictated it. Uh, Vidra, who's a player that we've always linked with because he used to play for Barrow at Derby, I thought he actually had a good game. And obviously, he got the goal right at the end. Um, he's. I think if we're looking at maybe an option to try and bring in a loan sign, and if he doesn't get a run of games at Burnley... I definitely would be exploring that option if we could afford him, supposedly on quite a bigger, hefty wage. Um, but obviously, Malumbi coming back in, mate, could offer a good option. I'm hoping it is true and the rumours are there for a reason. But, you know, I think you're just thinking Woods and Malumbi could be the partnership we need, hopefully, for the majority of the season that really takes us on to the level that we want us to be. What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, 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 I hope the rumours are true. But the trouble is with football is, um, and one thing I learned more than anything, um, with my time of fan of the boards, you know, being a bit closer in, is that sometimes the players, the players' agents, um, their representatives, you know, put stuff in the papers to try and force people's hands. So, again, you know, it's you've got to take this stuff with a pinch of salt. I mean, Super Journo Lucas um, is allegedly uh, saying it's not true, uh, the rumours aren't true, and, and whatnot. But, you know what? The loan market shuts a week after transfer, so there's still some time left. I mean, um, someone we both know has been saying that, you know, they've heard a rumour that he's going to be playing a couple of cup games or whatever for Brighton and then potentially coming to us on loan, um, you know, later on this month, beginning of next as such. But look, until it happens, it happens. The problem is this COVID, everything else could you know, it all depends on wages and everything else, whether or not, you know, we want to be making these investments. Um, especially now that they're talking about football not coming back, um, possibly until March next year, which um, is going to really affect a lot of clubs. 
you bring me neatly onto it, mate, to be honest. I've got the statement open at the moment. Um, the club's been quite active on social media this week, and I have to say, I think I've, you know, we, we've always said about them as a media point of view, not necessarily the media guys themselves, but the comms from the club sometimes are a bit hit and miss. But I feel like this week they've been spawned with it. Obviously, yesterday was the latest one that we've got, and that was with regards to season ticket holders and what they're going to do for the coming season. Obviously, Boris has changed the rules. We're looking at spring as potential revisiting the rules. I mean, no one really knows what's going to happen. It could change in a week's time for all we know, but the likelihood is it'll be spring 2021 now before we can go and see Mill win a game. Um, the statement obviously mentioned there was 2,984 season ticket holders that renewed, which is obviously fair play to each and every one of them. You know, it's a hard time at the moment and no one really knows when we'll go back, but you can tell the club appreciated that. And they've turned around and said there'll be a pro rata sort of effort here where it'll be calculated every game we miss, mate. We'll get uh, credits uh, added to our season ticket for next season. So I think by the sounds of it, you know, you've got two, uh, 23 home games in the season. You've got to divide that by, obviously, the price of your season ticket. So in my case, for example, 360 quid divided by 223, uh, so to speak, and that's about 15, 16 quid a game. If I miss every single game, I get 360 quid off my season ticket next season, which is amazing work I have to say and I'm really touched by that as well as obviously getting the iPhone stuff if I miss 10 games I get 160 quid off it next season um, it's a good effort from the club don't you think? Yeah um, it's as if they've been listening to us isn't it really on our on our past shows we haven't, we haven't slated them but we've just said you know the communication's been an absolute clusterfuck with the way they've done stuff it was nice to see that you know even before the statement was out the MSC didn't leak a bit of information to sort of you know, to make it a bit more confusing. It was just left like, the you know, the club's going to release a statement shortly, make sure you look out for it. And then the statement come out. And I think, um, I think it was a perfect job. I think, you know, I think it was done right. And I think it was done because the club needs the fans on board more than anything. And I think it just makes sense that, you know, the way they've done it brings the fans in and brings the fans on board. Um, you know, they need fans to watch an eye follow. They need fans to, you know, be behind them, especially with, you know, this fight with the government as such and, and trying to get fans back in grounds. Um, I just think it's a perfect bit of PR from the club um, for a change. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it was detailed and concise. Like I said, it touched on three or four different points. Uh, the pro rata scheme that they're looking into for season tickets for next season. Um, so obviously you get the discount on your season ticket next year, which is great. Um, the iPhone codes, obviously, that continue for all the home games, for league games, for anyone that's a season ticket holder. I received my code about half an hour ago before recording this, after renewing my season ticket the other day. Can't fault that. Um, and also, they said regards to the refunds, which is obviously something that has been on, on the back burner for a while, because obviously a lot of the staff were on furlough. But, mate, 318,877 quid worth of refunds going back to fans. I mean, I know me and you discussed it, but, mate, I didn't think it'd be that much. I didn't think it would be that much. It'll be interesting to see, you know, um, and I suppose, you know, put the message out. I mean, if you don't need that money, would you take it? I mean, you, you, you've obviously got refunds to come up from the Charlton game or, or another game and whatnot. I mean, realistically, do you need that money or, or would you take that money as a credit, whether it be club shop or, you know, towards your season ticket next year? I mean, would you take it as a club credit or would you want your money back? I think it's a good idea. I mean, you mentioned to me on the phone last night, didn't you? I mean, you're looking at... So, I'm, I think I'm due refunds for the Barnsley and Charlton away games, uh, which I bought tickets for. And obviously, a few of them... It was a few of me and my mates. So, it's a significant amount, actually, when you think about it. Probably two, three hundred quid for the refund that should be coming back my way. 
Um, and when you look at it, like if the club did turn around to me and go, would you rather get a couple of the home and away shirt instead? I mean, that would save the club a few quid, obviously, because the cost for the shirts, I'm sure, are nowhere near what they sell them for, 45 quid, which, by the way, I probably will be buying this year in the first place. But it is a valid point, and I think you're spot on there. Like, If there's an initiative where, or even if they said to me that I can go to my season ticket next year, for example, would I explore that opportunity? I mean, it saves the club in the, in the now, but obviously, in reality, there is people that need that cash back. Um, it sounds like they have to call every single support, which is a bit of a fuck-up, but... They can't help that. As they say, it's not their fault. They change ticket providers and they don't have the details anymore. They only have our contact details and our email addresses as such. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but I think you're spot on with that idea. And I don't know if it's something that maybe if we put it on social media, this little clip, um, whether it's something that could be explored. Because if they offer me 100 quid worth of uh, vouchers for the club shop and I bought the home and away top, I definitely would take that opportunity instead of maybe getting a refund personally. But... I'm sure everyone's got different scenarios and different ideas. I mean, really what they should do is maybe have three options. You know, if you really need the money, you have the money. Or you can either have it as a, a season ticket credit or a, uh, a ticket credit for when we're back. Or you can have it as a, you know, you can have, depending what it is, you can, you can get some of the money back in club, in club shirts or something, you know, in, a, in club kit or, or from the shop or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because... The club shirts, someone's going to jump on it and go, oh, no, no, no. But realistically, with bulk and everything else, they probably pay, you know, probably 20 quid, maybe 25 quid or so. Um, and it just saves them that little bit extra money. It's money what necessarily has already been put aside and paid for shirts. Um, and it's something that's not having to come out of their, um, their pocket right now. Because, you know, me and you never thought 318 grand was um, what it was. We thought you know, maybe underground at an absolute push. But I think three options maybe, a bit like what Charlton did, or four options. Donate it to the trust, um, you know, take your money, um, a club shop credit or um, a club ticket credit. Because once you're back, you're not, not going to buy tickets, are you? And, you know, if you've got, you know, some money there or, or you know, pre-season friendly or cup games for next season or, or whatever it is, I'm sure fans would um, would take that as, you know, as conversations I've had with people is, you know, well, I've already paid that money. So, you know, it's no loss to me at the minute. I've already paid it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the club's also, I mean, there's a lot of fans out there that I've seen on media that are like, you know, they don't want to see the club struggle. I mean, it isn't a situation that's going well. I think in a statement earlier in the, in the week, they mentioned they're losing approximately one to £1.5 million per month, not over the year, that's per month, which is a lot of money. Obviously, it adds up. If that's seven or eight more months of behind closed doors, mate, you've got in surplus of £10 million there. So that's not an ideal situation for any football club. I imagine the further down you go, the harder it's going to get for teams. Um, even, the, even the big dogs, I know they've got all their Premier League money and stuff like that, but it's going to hit every club that, can't have any fans in the stadium buying shirts, you know, buying tickets, even hospitality and boxes and stuff like that. It's not an ideal situation. But so it brings me on to the point of the club done a lot to try and lay out the, the clear plans of COVID and what they're going to do to manage it at the stadium. I saw Cole post something, Cole Bates on Twitter yesterday, posted a short video, mate. I don't know if you saw it, where he showed all the turnstiles and everything and how it's going to be open planned and how it was meant to be put out there. Um, I think the clubs have the right to be a bit pissed off with this because they can clearly put a lot of time and effort into this with the idea of 1st of October and it's just been taken away from them. I know 
it is a touchy subject, by the way. I I understand the scenario here, and I understand that you know it's it, it's not they're not doing it for no reason. They're doing it for the safety and the, for the welfare of everyone in the, in the country. So I understand that, right? But if you're a football club and you put all that effort into you know putting turnstiles at the front gate, you know you're you're putting clear guidelines in place, designating manpower to it, then to be taken away from you, you've got to be a right to be pissed off, right? I think it's a pisser because. You know, the amount of money what these clubs are paid to do that stuff, right? To get everything ready, hand sanitizer, units, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The amount of money what's been put into doing this, right? And then the government to say, we don't have an issue with fans going into stadiums. What we have an issue with is fans congregating before the game. Well, we're not looking to put, you know, yes, we'd love to, but we're not looking to say, 20,000 fans going to Millwall, we're looking at maybe four, five, six thousand 6,000 fans. Surely you'll be able to police that a lot better than you do at the moment because there's no stopping all the people going for a beer at London Bridge on a normal day or Bermondsey on a, on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. You're telling me that no one's going down the pub because, you know, they are. The pubs have been pretty much open all the time. Um, and you see the pictures across social media and everything else. So I just think that I can go, me and you can go to a pub now and sit in there all day until shutting time without an issue, full of complete and utter strangers who we've never met in our life and probably never met before. And if, God forbid, we were to contract um, COVID, we wouldn't know who they are. But, you know, at a football ground, you're going to know who they are. I mean, I'm not being funny. You could probably end up, you know, potentially putting a couple of bars around the ground and pinning in, you know, and sort of distancing, but doing it that way. If they're worried about them going in the pubs, maybe, you know, it's a good thing that way for the clubs to do it that way. Um, you know, or just bring back fucking drinking within the ground and fans get fans in early to sit in the ground and serve them drinks in the ground. Um, yeah. If you're worried about them congregating outside, we spoke, you know, Darren, we spoke to Darren last week with the way that Charlton done it. And you had like, you know, four seats between people. Well, you know, three seats, four seats between people, whichever way it works. If you're sitting there being able to have a drink, then you're eliminating all that all that fuss beforehand. I'm just I'm I'm just confused. I can get a tube, I can get a train, I can get a bus, with my you know, majority of people not wearing masks yet. The only reason I can't go to football is because they're worried about me mixing with people before I get to football. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I understand why things are done for that reason. But from a football club point of view, I can just imagine there being a lot of animosity and a lot of kind of you're you're leading us up to this hope of getting fans in, you know, making a bit of revenue from tickets and selling tickets and, you know, bringing punters back and, you know, restoring what football is really. And that's obviously, you know, us going to games on the weekend. I, I do my Monday to Friday to do my hobby on the weekend, which I love most, and that's going to Millwall. So with that being taken away from me, it is difficult. And sitting there on iFollow, you know, you're paying ten pound per game like last night, and you're at home and you're sitting there. It's like it's not it's not ideal. Obviously, it's not. And I understand that football's got to continue. You know, the world's got to keep spinning, so to speak. But I don't know. It's it's, it's maybe something that should be revisited again when you know they're happy with the R rating or the infection rate, whatever. Maybe it's like sooner than just saying spring 2021. Personally, but I do understand why things no, happen. I, but it's just I understand. It's, it's tough. I understand completely. Yeah, no, look, I understand completely. Same as you, but. You know, I just think it's mad that iFollow doesn't come up with a deal for pubs. You know, surely it'll be good where Millwall can't have people in 
that they can't come up with a deal to a pub and say, right, you know, you can show, you can show all the game for, you know, all the games at home for season in the local pubs. It's going to cost you fifteen hundred quid or whatever it is. You know, a figure. I don't know, fifteen hundred, two grand, whatever it is. I know Sky's a fortune, but at least then Millwall gets that money too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it gives money to the local pubs because the pubs are missing out on match day. I mean, it's the whole community. It's, it, it's everybody around it. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I just think it's, it's ill thought out. And, uh, and, you know, I think there's a lot of rushing. There was someone on the radio earlier whose um, behaviour, science or something could advise to the government and they weren't spoken to about the pubs being closed early and all this sort of stuff. So, again, it's probably, you know, someone said, oh, we need to do this because of this, and, and there's no real evidence to prove it. Um, you know, there is a petition coming out shortly. We're just waiting for it to go live now and be approved by Parliament, um, asking for the scientific evidence to prove um, that there's a problem. Because the longer this goes on, the longer the risk is that potentially football will get cancelled. I mean, I'm hearing lower leagues aren't doing tests no more. Um, you look at Leighton Orient, didn't they have 18 players test positive now? I don't know what the number is, yeah, but it was a significant amount to at least call off West their game. Ham, so. West Ham's got some. Yeah. You know, it, it's... You need a full-on... You, you know, you either need a full-on campaign to actually question why, and if it's... If the scientific evidence doesn't prove negative or doesn't prove what you know what they're saying then fans need to go back mm-hmm. um just to give money to the clubs so and all this talk about government giving money i can't see the government giving money to to the premiership and the championship um pure and simply because i think the outcry from people will be too high mm-hmm. the, <laughs> you know the millions of pounds sky pay and etc cetera, etc cetera, i think people will just just moan, so again, it will be another nail in, in football's coffin. I think Definitely. League One, League Two might get some money, and I think the money what championships, if anything, get will probably be very, very low. Um, but I can't see, I can't see the government giving the Premiership any money, especially not at the moment when players are still on full wages. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I'm fed up talking about it as much as people be are listening to us talk about it as well. But you know, it is one of those things that doesn't seem to be going away, and it won't for a long while. So. I think we'll try and steer away from that now, mate. Um, one more thing in that statement they said. Well, they said two more things. I mean, the first one was with regards to iFollow and uh, legal IPTV streams, mate. So, yeah, they said, obviously, the club doesn't see the money from that. And, you know, they want to try and get as much revenue as possible in. And they've urged supporters to, tr- where they can, buy the iFollow stream for the game if you're going to watch it at all. Um, obviously, 100% of that goes to the club now, which is obviously something that wasn't the case before. And obviously helps to try and recover some revenue they're losing out on with no fans being at the game. So, just public service announcement for that one. I mean, I don't. I'm not really fast personally. Whatever you do, I understand why people do what they do. So, but obviously the clubs are calling out for it, and obviously they're in a position where they're desperate for money where they can. Um, no argument to that one, I guess, mate. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I think it's just one of those. You do what you do. If you mm. if you can afford to, if you can afford to do it, you know, then you know, do every game. If you can't afford to do every game, then at least do, you know, a couple of months or so, you know, just do something rather than just obviously, you know, sitting there. IPTV's taken off massively because of the likes of Sky and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no jokes aside, you know, and I know that the internet companies and everyone else, mate, 
are are going to be fighting like mad now because they're on the lose. So Sky, etc., etc., are on the loss. So they're going to be trying to do everything they can to try and force people back. So, you know, it is what it is. I think it's always been a cat and mouse. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have IPTV now. So it is what it is. You've just got to hope that, you know, if you can afford to do it, even one game a month is something that's, you know, helping the, helping the club. Yeah, I mean, one more thing they did mention in there was, um, I mean, on the iFollow stuff, it, it does seem a bit dodgy. To me, it seems the EFL is just pushing everything onto iFollow. iFollow are kind of not really, you know, they're not fussy, but well, I suppose they get their fixed fees. So, if anything, it's not necessarily hitting the companies more, it's hitting the clubs more. So, if there's anything you guys feel like you can do, then obviously the clubs also turned around and said, then looking to put together a plan for a new membership scheme, which will allow fans to support Mill financially. Um, whilst receiving a range of exclusive benefits. Then benefits are yet to surface, but, you know, mate, we could be onto something here with our idea about shirts and stuff like that if the club want to listen to this and, you know, do what they want to do with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting, I suppose. I mean, there's people out there that want to help the club that are in a position to do so. I mean, no one's got, unfortunately, the same money as John Berylson to write off the losses. But, you know, I suppose anything they can do to help, it's it's all good, I guess, isn't it? No, that's it. Like, I think... You know, there's plenty of people out there who are in a position to help them out. And if you can, do it. If if you can't, you know, do other things. But I think it's just watching space, really. Um, yeah. AMS have got this petition, what a fan started, what they're going to be pushing soon. There's some other bits and pieces where they need you to email your, email your local MPs and stuff shortly. There's a, there's a letter being written for that. Um, there's a few other things starting. And I think it's, you know, we're supported too. We're... You know, we just need to put the pressure on. And, and you know what? If it goes nowhere, at least we say we've tried. Exactly. Um, you know, we've tried to support the club and tried to get people to listen. If it goes somewhere, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you, you know what? I'd rather I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. Um, and again, you know, I see, you know, AMS looking for members. Again, you know, if you can, great. Join the email list at least then. Any... any campaigning stuff they do at least then you'll get an email straight to your inbox telling you what to do rather than uh, you know finding it across social media etc etc which to be fair not a lot of people use it's a small percentage of our fan base what's actually on social media so um, so yeah I think the best thing with follow, to be fair is that EFL should do £150 season ticket or something yeah that way more more people will buy it, even though they're probably, you know, not going to watch all the games, but they'll probably buy a season ticket, 150, 200 quid, um, just because they know that money's all going to the club. Absolutely, mate. I agree with you. I think, you know, it's still work to be done on it, I suppose. And obviously, they've got till spring now with more games on iFollow. So I'm sure they'll be hopefully doing more initiatives along the way, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's enough of that one. Uh, we'll talk on to the Brentford game on Saturday, mate. We welcome them to the Den. Uh, I think they've played two at the minute. They've uh, won one, lost one. I think they lost their first game of the season, 1-0 away to Birmingham. And then they welcomed Huddersfield last week and got a 3-0 typical win that you'd expect against the side out for them at home. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think, obviously, after uh, Wednesday night, we need to turn up and, I think, you know, kind of continue our league form, mate. Are you expecting a tough game? I think it'll be a tough game, but I think we're, you know, the way we're playing at the moment, I think we'll be able to cause us some problems and probably just nick a win out of it. 
Yeah, I hope so as well. I mean, you look at Brentford and they've obviously lost Ollie Watkins, who was their main talisman. They're linked with losing, I think it's Saeed Ben Rama, who's also another decent player, but similar kind of thing of 20, 30 million they're looking at to get him. So remarkable figures, obviously, for the championship. Um, but they've signed Ivan Tony. I don't know if any Mill fans remember him. He was at Scumfort a few years ago um, when we had them in the playoffs and got a bit of stick celebrating the call the flag in the playoff game um, and got really on the wrong side of Mill fans. Obviously, it's a shame that we won't be able to play him in person, so to speak, so we could give him a bit of stick during the game. Uh, but they've spent a bit of money on him from Peterborough. It'll be definitely interesting to see how we do. I think um, looking at the team, you're probably looking at, I guess, back to 3-4, three, 3, four, three, whatever it's called, formation, with three central defenders. Mate, I get so confused by our formation. There's you bursting away laughing, but... No, it's, it's tough, mate. It's tough to keep on top of it. But I think probably back to back three on Saturday, don't you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it's probably going to go back to that four, three, five, six, seven, two, four, <laughs> one um, part of the bus and, and go from there, I think. Yeah, it's 11 versus 11, isn't it? So that's probably what you just say. So it's 11 yeah, players it. on the football pitch playing after the same football. So, But no, I think, you know, Pierce will probably come back in. He done well, obviously, on Saturday be interesting sort of game because normally in the home games against Brentford we tend to go well because obviously they like to keep the ball but I think we nicked the last two 1-0 both times so if you're a better man um, my prediction might be a 1-0 win and hopefully we can stick to it and you know get a sneaky win yeah, I reckon 1-0 maybe 1-0 or 2-1 yeah I mean we've not heard anything yet on Parrot I mean he's probably not going to be available Saturday uh, I'm thinking throughout the rest of the team it's probably going to be more of the same we saw from last weekend maybe Matt Smith might come in but to be honest with you I think with Brentford passing the ball around the way they do it's kind of set up for Tom Brasher up front so it would be no surprises there to see him and start 11 again probably an unchanged team from the weekend to be honest mate I reckon it's probably going to be the same team as what it was on Saturday isn't it? yeah I think so um, but, yeah. so, yeah. but it'll be interesting like I said we've obviously got our record going we know we're unbeaten still no uh, defeats, no uh, no goals conceded yet. Only scored one goal, which is obviously our downside at the minute. I mean, I'm still positive. I think you've got to be positive after three or four games in the league, in the league and cup to be in a position we are. We've only lost one game, and that was against the Premier League opposition. You know, I know we've only scored one goal in the league so far, but I think it is in the motion of clicking. Players do need to kind of gel a bit more. And hopefully we get the best out of the likes of Mason Bennett on the left. Obviously, he needs to kind of step up and maybe contribute with a goal. The same with Jed, obviously, after scoring Saturday. Hopefully, he's got a bit more confidence about him. I think there's room for plenty of optimism, mate. I think there is. I think it's definitely room for lots of optimism. Um, I think the team's starting to gel right. I think we're defensively, we're pretty strong. Um, you know, it seems the only time where teams get to look as if they score is through mistake um, from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's you know it was a mistake from us last night, and then they scored. So you know, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, well, I think we get a win on Saturday. Um, I think the the confidence is high. I reckon Jay Cooper, I reckon Cooper might score as well. <laughs> I mean, I'll see what the odds are. One nil, Jake Cooper, mate, and we'll, we'll see if we do a meal podcast bet on the Saturday for that reason. That's it, so. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed, isn't it? Yeah, fingers crossed indeed, mate. I think after that, obviously, because we're out of the cup now, we ain't got a midweek fixture after that. So a chance to go again and recoup, sort of thing. And then I think we welcome, uh, we got to Swansea the week after. So you know, it's starting to build up, um, and obviously. I can't wait for us to obviously uh, kick going on to the season and just bring more videos going to you guys and bring more podcasts, right? Uh, uh, absolutely. I think um, just one quick one because they've only just come out. Um, but the top five for um, 
football-related uh, arrests for racism for last year. And if you like this, Port Vale is top. Right. Man City, Cardiff City, Sunderland, Leeds United. Oh, interesting. <laughs> then if you go down again, you can go down... We, we could go down another five. Carlisle United, Swansea City, Stoke City, Bolton Wanderers, Liverpool, and, uh, and pretty much we are right the way down. Looking at the new arrest figures that will come out, um, last four seasons we've had zero arrests for racial or um, indecent chanting. So, um, so, yeah, it just shows, doesn't it? All those fuckers saying we're a racist club really are fucking clueless because um, if we are a racist club, unfortunately our fans don't get arrested for that. They get arrested for other stuff, but it's nothing to do with racism. Yeah, we, we don't, don't get arrested for yeah, pyrotonics. When it comes to that, we've never been a club like that, in my opinion. And obviously, no. the amount of black players we've had come play of the season, Jimmy Abdu, McCandle Weary yeah. a few years ago as well. It's, it's yeah. never been that sort of club in the first place. So it's Absolutely. always, everyone loves to hate us and let's be honest, we don't care. So whatever, innit? There we go. So, uh, so yeah, we're all done for a few Here days until until Monday, unless we unless we decide to do another one with our um, our news at them prediction league thing, whether or not we uh, we did we do a show deciding the scores on that one. But yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we need to. I forgot to do them last week, so we got penalised. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'll send you over some scores then, and then you can fill them into there, mate. So yeah, yeah well, as always, guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we've obviously into the season quite thoroughly now and we're enjoying it we hope you guys are too and if you are leave us a rating get in touch give us some feedback and if you want to get involved as always drop us a DM on Twitter at that middle pod and yeah I think you know roll on the weekend see you guys next Tuesday and uh, just a quick shout out to I think his name's Lars from Sweden um, he keeps DM and I mean need to uh, give him a shout and I keep forgetting um, and just the last one for me go on a YouTube channel mate we need some subscribers so we can uh, do some stuff with that but obviously we need numbers on there so uh, that middle podcast on youtube is uh just just subscribers click the button do whatever you need to do um but we'll be appreciative there so uh, yeah all done thank you very much yeah thank you guys take it easy call me wall Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. 
Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. <laughs> Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. <laughs> Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.